Hi everyone, this is Tony. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. Tonight I am joined by the largest group of hosts we've had in a while. I am joined by Chris, Liza, Mark, and Bridget. How's it going, gang? Good. How you doing, hey, Tony? Tony? Doing awesome. It's been a while since we've had this many people at the table. A lot. Yes. We missed you. Happy to be back. Yeah. The gang's all together again. That's right. So we've had a lot going on of late. Uh, last weekend was the Destination D23 event at the Contemporary Resort, which is the annual gathering of Disney, oh, Disney files. I was going to say Disney nerds, but we're all Disney nerds in one way or another. And uh, there were a whole bunch of announcements that have come out related to both Disneyland, Disney World, and the Disney Cruise Line, and some of our international parks, but we're not going to cover the international stuff uh, on this show tonight. So uh, let's jump into it. And uh, the most news came out of uh, Walt Disney World, so why don't we start it off with the Animal Kingdom? There's two major things going on in, in uh, Animal Kingdom. I'll go with the one that doesn't hurt me first, which is that... It's tough to be a bug is re- being replaced by a Zootopia show. So we don't know a lot of details about that. And that's going to be a refrain during the show, incidentally. So that's coming out. We don't know when. But the next thing that's happening is, is Dino Land is being rethemed as something they're calling Tropical Americas. So there's going to be a little Encanto kind of thing going on. Indiana Jones, the rumor, and I'm not sure if they confirm this or not. That they're total, are they going full speed ahead? They're getting rid of Dinosaur and retheming it as Indiana Jones. Is that for sure? That is the rumor. Oh my gosh. Now, first of all, how would Indiana Jones fit there? Well, I think it works. If they make it like a South American thing and Indy's on an adventure down Mm -hmm. there, they can easily, since Dinosaur is the same ride as the Indiana Jones adventure in California. Yeah. You know, they can do something there. I don't think they have as cool a space as they have in California with those, no. those yeah. you know, uh, that with really the drops. That really long queue and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just had actually had a dinner conversation about this with Nick. And, um, like, Mark and I were saying, like, it kind of fits because you think about Indiana Jones, he's all over the world. He's an, mm-hmm, he's yeah. an archaeologist. Yeah. yeah, you throw a reference to Machu Picchu or something like that, it's fine. I'm literally the only person who likes Dino Land, and I'll be sad to see it go. Wait, you like those carnival games? Yeah, I think they're I kind of Dino Land. They have a good bathroom. Oh. I don't know. Well, the place in that park you can get chicken nuggets that I know of. <laughs> what about Trilobites? Oh Is Trilobites leaving? I mean, they'll probably retheme all of it, right? Yeah, and, I would think. Incidentally, I do not eat the chicken nuggets, but my kids like them. But yeah, I'll miss the boneyard. Well, you know what? That's oh, Indiana Jones archaeological dig. There you go. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. perfect. Yes. Just read but I, I think you. they said that that was going away, though, didn't they? What a waste, right? I can remember taking my kids there when it, they were little. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so relaxing. They were playing yeah. for like the longest time. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah that was that, Nick loved that. He loved uh, yeah. going through Thailand. They had the, like, is it like volcanic rock? It wasn't like sand. So you'd just brush it and it would go right off because it's like these little tiny rocks. Because, like, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I'm like, okay, let's get you all cleaned up. But there it was great. You could just turn them loose. They'd get that stuff all over them, and then they'd be done. I loved it. It was fun for adults, too. Yeah. Uh, I've never been in there. Oh, you haven't been in there? Uh-uh. Oh, too bad. My kids weren't interested, but I'm wondering, with the dinosaur ride, they have all of that space. Whenever you come around the corner, I mean, they have a ton of room right there. Yeah. Like, it's a long way to get to the entrance to that ride from anything else. So, I mean, they do have a lot of area right there that they could do a lot of stuff with, and I'm I'm right. actually really glad that they are, like, completely retheming this area. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I am too. I'm, honestly, I haven't ridden that okay. ride in years. What about that I was one over ride? A long remember, time that, ago. remember that horrible ride they had? The one I loved that ride. Okay. I loved that ride. That my Wait, kids what? could go on that ride. I forget what Which it was one? called, but it was like it was like a coaster, but then the car oh, it was like a mousetrap coaster. It, I don't even know, but it was my kids loved it. I would go on it with them, and I'd be like, by by the third time, I'm like, okay. That was literally the first ride they ever went on that I that I was like, y'all are doing this alone. You know, I just put them on there. They were probably like eight, and I was really nervous that they weren't going to have them go. had like crazy, like, height restrictions, though. Yeah, because you could, could never go out. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, when, and then when they could, they didn't care. 
the thing is, that's like a big boardwalk ride up here. Like you can find that on any oh, really? Jersey yeah. Jersey boardwalk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can, well, that was the whole point was that it was supposed to be this kitschy little carnival, you know. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, that's a beautiful park. I guess it really doesn't fit in there when you think about it. You're going through these gorgeous yeah. landscaping and buildings. And then, boom, that's there. But you know yeah, how it exactly not. fit in there? It exactly fit in there because that whole area was themed after, like, a Route 66 type of area. Yeah. And it was yeah. supposed yeah. to be, like, this this roadside amusement park area. The one thing I didn't like is when they bought all those rides, they were just kind of off-the-shelf rides that they just rethemed. You know, like mm-hmm. Bridget said, you can find those mouse coasters on any yeah. boardwalk in New Jersey. And, yeah. you know, they didn't do much. But it, it fit that area. It was supposed to be, like, a really kitschy like roadside pre Disney uh you know, attraction that you would have seen maybe if you were going across the country in the sixties. That's kind of the way I felt about it. Um I don't really want to see the land remade. Uh, well, let me take that back. I like dinosaur. The rest of the land I could do without. But but losing dinosaur hurts me. Oh I hate dinosaur. Oh I so love dinosaur. Every, every, don't you think that having like an attraction that's exactly like the one on the east on the west coast. I mean, we're trying. We don't want them to do that. You know, it might not be I exactly don't. the same. It could be different. It could be themed completely different, like a different one of the different movies. As somebody who's never been to Disneyland, much to my my annoyance, but I've never been there. And 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 one of the things that I'm very bitter about is that they have an Indiana Jones ride and we don't. So mm-hmm. like, I'm happy to be getting Indiana Jones, and I know like. Okay, it, you would there, you would there, not be happy about getting Indiana Jones if you went and rode that Indiana Jones ride because I don't think that they can just retheme that building. They would need to do a lot of reconstruction. If you ride that Indiana Jones adventure ride, you will be blown away. Really? When okay. I when I rode that in '99, I was amazed by it, and I think that was probably the first time that Disney took the same ride system and built different rides because you know, like Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. they built two Tower of Terrors. You know, and they had been building right. identical rides in each park on each side of the country. And with this ride system, they built what was originally Dinosaur Countdown to Extinction uh, in in Animal Kingdom. And then they built the Indiana Jones Adventure in Disneyland. And it was awesome because it was same ride system, not identical rides. And And the one in California is so far superior. That being said, I still love Dinosaur and will ride it every time I go. Do you think that they can't, like, are you saying that you don't think they could replicate how good the the Disneyland ride is in, in, in World with the current dinosaur ride, or is it just... I say that, that based on the fact that a lot of that ride is just a flat floor. You know, the ride vehicle, obviously, is where the, you know, is what moves. The floor is, it's basically right. just a dark ride with a flat concrete floor. Right. You would have to, if you were going to replicate the Indiana Jones ride, they would have to you know, jackhammer out a bunch of that floor and put gigantic pits in there because there are these pits and drops and, you okay, know, you're, okay. in a, you're in a cavern in the Indiana Jones ride. And you wouldn't be able to replicate that truly uh, without a lot of interior yeah. demolition. That's true. Okay. okay maybe that's maybe they, could, they could make ours better somehow. Maybe. Mm-hmm. If they added on to it or they extended it somehow, I don't know. It would take a lot of work, though, Tony. You are correct with that. Yeah. It would take a lot of work. And usually I feel like they won't put that that into it. They just want to, like, make everything around the ride look different. I just don't want Same them to track. slap the name Indiana Jones on it, and all of a sudden it's Indiana Jones chasing a dinosaur. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> right. you know. You know, maybe it'll be like the – what's that second movie? It was oh, Indiana Jones. Temple of Temple Doom. Of Maybe it'll be the yeah. Temple of Doom. Yeah. That was a good cool. one. They're all good. Mm-hmm. I like all of them. Yeah. We'll see. And I, I would just like to point out something that Chris said. Uh, you know, I think she said we don't have a lot of details, and that's going to be a recurring theme. And she's mm-hmm. right, because this whole Destination D23 thing, a lot of their announcements, it's like they gave us the nice shiny box with a picture on it, but we don't really get to see the contents. Yeah, it was all very vague. They have an idea of what these things are like, but a lot of them, you know, on some stuff we have opening dates and opening seasons, and we, oh, there's a new e-ticket attraction coming, but they don't really give us anything except an artist rendering. No details about the ride, no details about what it is, but it's just meant to, uh, it's like one step beyond blue skying. Yeah. You know, 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's here's what I'd like to do. Well, that sounds great. Let's give it a name, and we'll just be very vague about it. And that's what they gave us. But still, yeah. that news is better than nothing. It at least gives us a direction that they're going in. Yeah. Can I just comment real quick? I, I, I don't want to derail the conversation. But can I comment real quick on the Zootopia movie thing? Sure. Um, I like I I like that change, and I, I I know there's some debate about that too. But I do like that change. I think that making that <laughs> that experience a bit more family friendly is good. And I and I'll 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 tell you my my I had a big uh, dad fail when we took the the kids to Disney World one time. Even because, though mom said no. Yeah, because. <laughs> I could not like remember like I I had done it's tough to be a bug before, but didn't really remember anything about it other than it was a 3D movie, right? So we were there with the kids and I was like, oh they'll love it. It's you know it's just like uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic. They'll great. And I'm and I saw all the signs, you know, and I was like, no no it's fine. Like I've done this before. It's fine. And we took the kids in there and it was they were like I think we scarred them. Right, like they were terrified, yeah, you, you know. With the, you <laughs> like they, uh, were, yeah. they were crying. The you know, when the grasshopper comes up out of the floor and the and the, uh, the spiders come down, yeah. and the, the, your seat you. is doing weird things. Like I didn't remember, but you didn't remember any of it either. You just knew you didn't I, like I it. I was like, I yeah, well, because I it freaked me out. I don't like that kind of stuff, and I was like, I don't think this is a good idea, Mark. I don't remember liking it. I went in once, and I never <laughs> went back. And he was like. It's fine. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so that was like a major, that was a major dad fail. Like, we were the people in the theater with the kids crying and screaming and everything. And everybody was probably like, why did they bring, there's all these signs, why did they bring their kids? I was Um, cradling Katie. I was like, I told you. So I'm very cool with them changing tough to, it's tough to be a bug in this (laughs) utopia. I don't know about anybody else. I will say it has been a number of years since I have ridden. Well, ridden. I've, I've visited the It's Tough to Be a Bug attraction. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, that A Bug's Life, is, it's been a long time. I mean, I yeah. think I was in high school when that came out, or maybe college. It came know. out more than eight years ago. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> yes, yes, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm entirely jealous uh, of Shanghai because they are getting an entire Zootopia land, and their animatronics of uh, cool. Officer Clawhauser and Chief Bogo are amazing. Oh, and really? I, yeah, you need to look at some of the video and pictures of that because it, it, it is truly uh, a very cool uh, attraction. It is Zootopia Hot Pursuit, uh, and uh, they're, they're getting, uh, you know, a full-on Zootopia land treatment, which, which is nice. Yeah, but that's cool. It, it will be nice to see things changed up in the Tree of Life. Everybody okay with that? change like I, I saw some debate yeah. on on the internet about like some people were annoyed about but i like i think that's a good that's a that's a plus i think there's always it is. Be someone that's upset you know what i mean you gonna do so many traumatized kids <laughs> right so many including ours <laughs> and mine too mine mine had the same reaction still nice. talk about it still won't do it and they're 13 i was traumatized <laughs> i was traumatized I feel that after these announcements, we, we have a, a family trip scheduled for January, and it's the, the first time in a couple of years we'll be doing, like, a, a major, you know, every park visit, you know, for a week. And now I feel like a lot of these attractions, like, I definitely have to ride Dinosaur. I'm definitely going to have to go through the Tree of Life, you know, because I want to yeah. experience them. Will this be the last time I get to experience them? Yeah. And I want to I get stung by a wasp one more time. You know, I want to smell the, <laughs> the stink bug. I want to see the dung beetles. <laughs> You know, now I feel like I need to do that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right. And maybe I could bring your kids for you. Yeah. You can. Go ahead. They'll just be right. like, be they'll be in a fetal position in a quarter somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so That's that Tony's is, problem now. <laughs> right. So that is some fun news over at Animal Kingdom. Um, I, I think the busiest park for announcements has been Epcot. So, uh, Bridget, I know you have an affinity for that park. And uh, we've got a lot of announcements coming up here, so why don't you uh, why don't you give us the goods? Okay, so first up is the Figment Meet and Greet that is coming September 10th. Well, it opened September 10th, I should say. Um, so it's really like I when I saw this and I saw Figment, I was like, it's really big <laughs> compared to what I remember huge. as a kid. Yeah, like I remember Dreamfinder like carrying Figment around because that's what the ride was. And it was it it was very popular. They oh they very they closed. There were five hour waits to meet Figment on opening day, and they actually had to close the queue 
before the park closed. You know, Disney's great because they'll normally leave something open until the end. And if you're in line at nine o'clock and it takes two hours to get through that ride, they will, you know, they'll stay open to, to take everybody in that line. But the five hour line at the figment meet and greet in the imagination pavilion, they closed well before park closing because the, the wait was five hours. For the new, okay, for I the have figment, a question the new about one, that. right? For the new figment. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. new one. I have a question. What's your question? So I don't get it. Figment is like one of the, I, I find figment so annoying, but it's like, is it all influencers kind of just driving this like 20 somethings who didn't go through figment in the first round? I don't understand. I love it. I just, I'll be honest. Okay. I've loved, I've loved that ride since I was a kid. Oh, and when they redid ride. it, that when they redid it to what it is now, I, I absolutely can't stand it. My oh, kids it like different? it because that's all they know. Oh, yeah. Really it was different. I don't remember it from before at all. It was so much better. It was just, I was probably eight when Epcot opened. And the original imagination was, it was the best. I loved it. I would go on all the time. Yeah. Con- like we, it was like the first thing we went to. We went to the park. And the the one they have now is I'm, I just I am like I'm just not a fan. And every time we go on, I'm like, oh, it's really old. It's dated. It needs to have an update. And I think people love Figment, Chris, because of the nostalgia of it. It reminds yeah. me personally of classic Epcot. Yeah, Mickey in the silver suit with the rainbow on his chest, yeah, like that yeah, era, yeah. that era of Epcot. And so there's a lot of like it's kind of like how people like Chef Mickey's and they're always going to go there, even though it's, you know, it's Chef Mickey's, but it's very nostalgic. So that, I think like, that's why Figment stayed around. Liza, I, I think you're right, because that park, you know, just just celebrated its 40th anniversary. And when the park opened, there were no other characters. Figment was kind of the main Epcot. He was the only character in Epcot. Um, so anybody like for the first 10 years of the park, so people who are anywhere between like 30 and 40 years old, who they only know that park, you know, maybe they were introduced to that park and figment was the character and maybe they latched onto figment. Well, those people are now in their thirties, you know, late twenties, thirties, maybe, maybe 40. And you know that they're kind of at that age now where they're going to Disney and it's very popular. And, and maybe that's the, the, the wave of, you know, that current crop of people who have money who are going to Disney, there's a thing for Figment because you can't, you can't like throw a rock in Epcot without hitting some type of Figment merchandise, you know, whether it's the Mm -hmm. uh, flower and garden festival or the food and wine festival, you know, Figment is on everything from sippers uh, to t-shirts to magnets. And well, he was really their branding when they originally opened. Yep. So he's just, he's iconic. He's like Mickey Mouse of Epcot. Yeah. Can I just interject with a story about how I insulted the original Dreamfinder? So I was on my own Facebook page, minding my business, like I always do, when I said something, we're like having a conversation about something Disney-related, and I was like, I can't stand Dreamfinder. He looks like a creep. Well, I forgot that I'm actually friends on Facebook with the guy who played Dreamfinder in the park. He was in all the promotional materials and everything. He's an older guy now, so he gets on my page, and I'm like, oh, I'm very sorry. I forgot. Anyway, he's a nice man. I'm like Dreamfinder. He's a nice man. Oh, thank you. See, I kind of – because I've only ever – like, I didn't really start going to Disney until the early – like, you and – when was that, Bridget? Early 2000s, right? It was the first time we went together. Yeah, your parents so, deprived you. I'm so, really sorry. Uh, yeah, so I missed the good <laughs> imagination. The good ride. old days. I've only, right, I've only ever, I've only ever known this imagination ride. So, um, yeah, so Fig- Figment's, I'm like okay with him, but he, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I could take her or leave him. Well, Figment's here. For me, it's weird because I'm like, I just remember Figment being, you know, with Dreamfinder and he was like, you know, on Dreamfinder's arm and now he's like six feet tall. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's odd. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. It's all the chicken. Oh, it's the chicken. chicken growing up, all those hormones. (laughs) It's not Walmart chicken. (laughs) I'll do the meet and greet. I'm not going to wait five hours for it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Five hours is excessive. Yeah. I won't won't wait for anything for five hours. Yeah, there's very little I'll wait five hours for. Yeah. And our kids won't yeah, wait I can't anymore even think for that of kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. I could wait five hours, but it depends who I'm in line with. Oh, 
Well, yeah. it also depends on us. if you've been drinking diet sodas or not. Yes. That's right. Because <laughs> then, I mean, somebody's going to have to hold my place in line. There's no Get way it. I can hold it for five hours. No. <laughs> that really depends, yes. <laughs> if I had to keep my poise or not. And okay. I would have to. All right. Anyway, moving on. Sticking with the theme of a little bit of retro Epcot, um, Test Track is getting a little bit of a facelift, and they are going to be moving towards a theme of a callback to World of Motion, which is also a, if, if you're not familiar, it's an attraction that was from the original Epcot back from 1982. And it had like a little bit of like a, spirit of optimism type of theme. So there was like the theme song was like, it's fun to be free and talking about how like, you know, how transportation changed over the years. So I'm interested to see how they're going to do that with this though, because world of motion was very different than chest rock. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think they're going to do with that? I honestly feel like it's going to be something extremely subtle like, they're going to put a logo here and there or something, and it's just going to be kind of hidden. I don't think they're going to, like, do too, too much to change it, but that's just what I think. I don't know. I, sure. I think they're going to gut it. Really? I think, I think so, Sim too. cars are gone, and I think when they when they open the reimagined, when they open Test Track 2.0, um, what was, God, that's what, 10, 10, 12 years ago now? Has it been yeah. that long? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been a it, while. T- to me, it had a very Tron feeling to it. You know, they got they got rid yes. of the whole test track. They got rid of the Belgian blocks. They got rid of the whole Detroit, you know, like motor proving grounds type of environment. And it just felt very Tronish to me, very electronic. Mm. And now that they've got, you know, Tron over in Magic Kingdom, they really don't need this look for for test track. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see them go back to a little bit of the old way that it was where not everything is like digital. I'd like mm. to see like real, you know a real in quotes mountain and shrubbery as we're driving up the, you know, little hill there instead of those electronic representations of mountains. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's going to get a little more, a little more warmth to it. it. It became very cold when it, when it turned into test track 2.0, as much I as I love building a SIM car, I, I would love to see a, a third reimagining of test track. So when this was World of Motion, right? It was because World yeah. of Motion was in the same building, right? Was it the same yeah. track, or was no. the track completely different? No, no different, different building, different, different, different uh, layout. Okay, so they 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 like completely got rid of the old building and yeah. rebuilt. Okay, yeah. Think about like how the track for Imagination. It's very like it's like a you know fit like four to six people or whatever, and it did like this slow track. It was through. it was an old Omnimover attraction. Right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Like Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But now it does show concept art for like a sleeker sim car. So I think they kind of have to keep that because Test Track is built on this like one of the only thrill rides they have in Epcot, so they can't really lose that. My only hope is that they make it more reliable because that that tra- that attraction gets no, all it's the time. It's not happening. It, look, they were. I have told you. I'm telling you. They when I worked there in '98. They were testing that thing, and it would constantly go down. Every time we walked in through backstage, it was always down. And you'd see it, then you'd see it running, and you're like, oh, they're going to open it. Because it was supposed to open when I was there. It never did, because it had so many problems. It still does. It's not yeah. as bad, but, yeah, it does go down a lot. That, that ride is down all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just... Okay, moving on. We have a new nighttime show coming, Luminous, the Symphony of Us. And it is replacing Epcot Forever, which has been showing at Epcot in place of Harmonious, which showed for only a short while, and then um, they took it down, and Harmonious replaced one of our favorite eliminations. So I'm I'm hoping that there's a little bit of a callback there, and that they make it bigger and better than what Illuminations was. So I'll wait and see. I guess we'll we'll wait and see what yeah. what happens with it. Do we do we think this is going to be Disney music, or do you think they're going to do Symphony of Us? To me, that's kind of like a global thing. I would that's hope what I so. always liked about I right like that's what I always loved about Illuminations. It was like mm-hmm. like a global, all encompassing, we're one like type of theme, and that's what I'm hoping they go back to because that was really nice. Go as ahead. long as there are no taco barges. <laughs> oh gosh, I know, right? That was awful. But I feel like right. it's it's so good when they have mm-hmm. original music, and we're not just redoing 
Disney songs that kids are singing and I'm listening to it and I'm like, I do not need to hear kids sing. I hear kids sing all the time. My kids in choir. No, I just think it was like the thing about, uh, illuminations was I, I liked, I, I liked so much that it didn't, it did it. I mean, it was Disney music obviously because it was for, but it, it, it didn't have any like Disney songs that we know. Yes. And that's what, and to me, that's what made it like a must do every time we went. Mm-hmm. Because you'd you'd go to Magic Kingdom and you'd get all your like the the Disney music fix there, and then you had to go to Illuminations because Illuminations was sort of its own thing and 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 kind of special, you know. And like after they changed it, I was like, eh, I could take it or leave it, you know. Like I didn't need to go to see it, you know. If we saw if we were there and we saw it, sure, but I, I didn't make we didn't I didn't make a special trip or we didn't hang around to see it, you know. Well, and all of it was a callback to original Epcot, right? And you have this brand new generation who has never ever heard any of this music from any of these old rides, like food rocks and all of that, like, you know, the original land music. And so they don't get it. And I remember going when we were down in in June, the kids were like, yeah, I don't really care about this. It wasn't impressive at all. So if you're going to spend the money to launch fireworks and do something like make it good so that people are drawn to that park at night, because otherwise they're going to studios or they're going to magic kingdom. So at least we'll pull crowds, too. And I'd like to point out that it does debut on December 5th. So somebody's birthday is the following day on December 6th. So if anybody wants to take me down there to go see it, <laughs> I would be more than happy to go. That seems like a hit. And then Chris uh, is right after me. So really, Chris and I should go together. I completely agree. Actually, I'm going to be down there. So come on down. Well, I'll come. Is it this year? It's about this year, right? It's next mm-hmm. year. No, it's 2023. Get out. Music, fireworks, fountains, lasers, and lightning effects, all for my birthday, and I think it's well worth it. Oh, that would be nice. (laughs) Very cool. Remember last year we went on The Wish. Was that not enough? It wasn't, actually. Oh, gosh. I need more. She hated our room so much. I'm traumatized by Deck 2 forever, forever and ever. Who hated it? I didn't you hated hate, that I didn't room. Hate you said that rock like too much down there. I'm five foot four and my feet were hanging off. off oh, the it was fine. I was perfectly comfortable, Bridget. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> That's a whole other story for another. It's a whole other story. But like, all I need, like, all you need to do is wake up at three a.m. with Chris singing some kind of like crazy song about ship sinking. <laughs> oh and then yeah. You're all, <laughs> I was like, shut up. Okay. The ship was, the ship was rocking like crazy, right? And also somebody died, had already died on that cruise. So it was, that's great. We had somebody in the morgue and the ship was rocking like crazy. (laughs) And so I started singing the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Nobody knows that. She knew nothing. Everybody knows that song. No, they don't. I'm telling you. Okay. Every, Tony, do you know that song? Yes, I know that song. Okay, Tony. I didn't know it. I came home and told Mark, he's like, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, she was singing that. I was like, yes, she was singing it. I thought I was going to die. It's a great song. It is a great song. Is that like Barry Manilow or something? No, it's Gordon Lightfoot. He just died. Same same thing. It's kind of like a big song. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but I was like. What are you singing? She's like, it's about this ship that goes down in like, Lake Michigan. I was Everybody like, Everybody dies. Literally above the Borg. I mean, to no, make the it Borg's work. on deck one. Yeah. By the, uh, they don't call it that though, because they told me what they call it. It's the, uh, freezer. Um, okay. It's not nice. Worse. We shouldn't laugh. Someone did have did die on our cruise. They did. It, it was terrible. Yeah, and so that's very sad. We're very sad for that person. Now they're on um, an eternal cruise. Yes. Like, like yes, Jimmy. They're right. probably with Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, oh, exactly. Jimmy I mean, Buffett. I mean, it was very sad. But anyway, it, the, it was a crazy cruise. We had a really good time. <laughs> now, what were we talking about? <laughs> All right. I digress. All right, so we finished up with Luminous. Are we done with Luminous? We'll move on. Yes. Okay. All right, we'll talk about Journey of Water real quick. All right, so Journey of Water debuts on October 16th. It's an immersive walkthrough experience, and there is a dry side and a wet side. So if you want to get wet, you can go on the wet side. If you want to keep everybody dry, you go on the dry path. But it looks like it's going to be like just a walkthrough experience talking about how water is our friend 
connects us all, just like Moana, you know, the movie, very um, ecologically friendly. Uh, it's right by the land, so it kind of all fits in. I think it's going to be kind of a cute little location. Just And it looks like it might be like a nice place to cool off, too, because Epcot can get hot in the summer. So it'll be nice. And then there is a Moana meet and greet as well. This makes me think about children running around in heavy swim diapers. That's what I feel like is going to happen. There's going to be kids running around. Their clothes are soaking wet. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to experience it before I fully judge it. I've seen photos and images. It looks beautiful. Right. Um, But I felt like it should have been an Animal Kingdom thing. But... You know, yeah. I guess with the land, I can yeah, kind of see I how, they're, how they're doing that, you know. And and until the whole area is completely finished, I don't think I can accurately judge the entire thing. Because they still have these construction walls up, and not everything's yeah. finished. So, um, But it looks beautiful. Right. And it looks like, it sounds like the most of Epcot's going to be, all that construction's going to be done by um, December 2023. Um, yeah, that's So this okay. year... Yeah, which is the World Celebration, which is the new Epcot neighborhood that is in that area that's all in construction now. And they'll have yeah. a, um, an Asia, is that how you say it, meet and greet? I haven't seen that movie, so it's from Wish. It, well, it's, it's coming out in November, Oh, it's coming right? out. I don't even... I yeah, it's not out yet. I, so all that will be done, which will be nice, because that's been kind of a huge pain in the butt when you go to Epcot. Anyway, that's yes. it for Epcot. I'm excited. Awesome. Actually, there is one more thing, Bridget. I created the what? list, but I did leave one thing off, and that is... As part of the Disney 100 celebration, Soarin' Over California returns to Epcot beginning September Mm -hmm. 22nd. Uh, There is no end date, but is expected to be there probably through the end of the Disney 100 celebration. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah, I I remember seeing that. It's definitely superior to Soarin' Over the World, I think. Agreed. Yeah, maybe we need to do that next summer, Mark. I don't know. Hey, Mark, (laughs) you know, if you're going to plan that trip, Mark, there's no better place to start it than at the Magic Kingdom. It sure is. Yes. What a great what a great segue that was, Tony. Well, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there were announcements for the Magic Kingdom as well. One of the things that they talked about that I thought was most exciting that I'm really excited about is that they are t- turning the Tortuga Tavern that's like right across from Pirates of the Caribbean into a yeah. pirates themed quick service. And that's um, awesome. Yeah, or a restaurant or bar or whatever it is, and I, I'm really excited about that. I like I I think that's absolutely a win for you know anything pirate themed is 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 going to be a lot of fun to, to do. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm real excited about that. They're also bringing back the parrot that used to like I guess in, originally, and I think I remember this from when I was a kid when we when we went to Disney World the first time. There was originally a parrot sitting outside Pirates of the Caribbean that would like talk. And that, and I think when they redid, when they added Johnny, the Johnny Depp animatronics to Pirates of the Caribbean, they took that out. And, but they're, they're uh, bringing that back. So that's, that's, I think that is going to be really cool also. So I'm, I'm, Pirates of the Caribbean is like my, one of my favorite rides in Disney World. So anything you do that adds more pirates, I'm, I'm on board with. So I'm really excited about that. They also had a update for Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, Liza, do you want to take that one? Okay, so Country Bear Jamboree will be opening sometime in 2024, reopening. They're re-theming them. I know that they are updating the animatronics inside, which some of them really do need some updating because some of them – they, they're looking a little worn down and tired. They're, they have a few that they are changing their names, and that's fine. But my issue is that they are taking the songs that we think are really funny, some of them, and they're just completely doing away with all those songs. It's going to be them singing Disney songs with a country twang. So I don't know if they're going to have any jokes or any humor in it like the old show did? Or is it just going to be, you know, tears will be the chaser for your wine. I mean, that's a that's a classic song. It's really funny. And then, you know, I like the little, all the guys that turn me on, turn me down. That's really funny. You know, I mean, Big Al, nobody expects that to happen when that happens. <laughs> but, 
he does his thing and we all think it's funny, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's kind of, there's a lot of people that don't really think the show is funny. Like I think it is. So maybe they're just, I think it's hilarious, but maybe they're just trying to appeal to different people. But I mean, I've been there many times. There's a ton of people in there. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I know that they're going to sing the bare necessities, like country style, which I did see that. But I just really hope that they can keep some of that humor in the show. And if they can do I that, well, I hope so. I really do. Because if it's just yeah, them people... singing country Disney songs, it's just not going to be yeah. good. Well, you know, the nice thing is they can always revert it back to the original. Yeah, maybe. That's true. If the bear band bears are not playing in the key of G, the good old key of G, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know. Me neither. I think they'll keep it the way. I, I mean, they'll keep the humor. I don't think it makes yeah. any sense to take that out. And people like that part of it. I've, I've definitely been in there with people who have never seen it before. And yes, it's corny, but they're all laughing. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's fun. And I agree. I like some of the songs. Teddy Vera. That's hilarious. Yes. It's so that. good. I know. It's so I'm funny. I'm really upset if she's gone. Um, I, let me see. No, I don't think she's gone. She's still there with Wendell. Okay. Wendell and Teddy Bear is there. Trixie's still there. Big yeah, Al is awesome. still there. I mean, maybe this you time know. Trixie will get a man. I always feel bad for Trixie. Like she's just crying and she's so upset and she's drinking. I mean, yeah, it's but it's good. not going to be. But then, if she got a man, how would that be funny? I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of funny know. that you know she got upset about the man. She's or a maybe she bear. Catch her man, or she like, or maybe her man would catch her cheating. I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to think of something. Good thing you're me. not an Imagineer. <laughs> I would be an awful Imagineer because they wouldn't be able to do any of my ideas. Country Country Bears Jamboree would turn into like a soap opera. <laughs> it would be a reality TV show, possibly Love After Lockup. Yeah. And it would just be, it would be a lot of drama, but it would be interesting. Yeah. So, you know, will you accept this rose? Yeah. Oh my I, God. Can I just say how excited I am about the Golden Bachelor? We gotta okay. watch it. We gotta watch it. I just. <laughs> well, that's about it for this. Now, I'm not yeah. sure when it's gonna, whenever it's actually gonna all happen, but it says 2024. So we'll see what happens. I'm okay with this as long as it like like you're saying they as long as they keep the same sort of like you know change up the songs a little bit make it a little make, update the humor a little bit so it's a little more you know I think I think it's I'm I'm cool with this I like the idea that they're not taking it out you know that they're keeping you know they're updating it but they're they're keeping the attraction which I think mm-hmm. is is important so yeah cool it's an original it. it's original yeah. to the park so they've already taken away Mr Toad's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, ugh, I was really upset when that happened, by the way. That's why Mark needs to go to Disneyland to go on Mr. Toad. Yes. Because you've never done Mr. Toad, have you? No. Well, not as an adult. I did it as a kid. There's actually a photo of, of me on Mr. Toad, but I don't remember anything Aww. about it. Anyway. Um, yes. I mean, you just but, went to London and Scotland. What do you want? What more do you want? It's a, it's all right. I, don't, I don't ever need to go to Disney World or Disneyland, Bridget. It's fine. Um, I didn't go till I was in my 30s. You'll be fine. <laughs> That'll, I'll pay for that comment later. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So the other announcements uh, are for Magic Kingdom. Our uh, Hatbox Ghost is coming late November 2023. So, uh, yeah, so the, he's definitely coming. He's going to be in the scene with the Endless Hallway and the Floating Candelabra. Oh. The candelabra may no longer be there. That's right. People are up in arms over that candelabra. People, I, I know that because can't... it's not the artist's conceptual drawing. Yes. So that's so people are really upset about that. But I, look, I'm happy about the Hatbox Ghost coming. I do agree that it's it's kind of an odd place to put him, but uh, whatever, it works. It, it'll be fine, I think. Um, wait, 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 wait. Back it up. Wait, what's going on with the candelabra? Yeah, where are they putting him? The, the, the endless hallway, right? Like when you're going through yeah. at the be- it's sort of towards the beginning, 
the end of right. the hallway with the candelabra. He's going to be there. But no oh. candelabra. That, like, kind of, But like, they think the candelabra... Well, the candelabra is not in the concept drawing. That doesn't mean it's not there. But everybody oh, assumes... Oh, I see. So, and a lot of people were upset that the, that the Hatbox Ghost is going there because, I guess, and I didn't even know this, but apparently you're not supposed to see any ghosts until after Madame Leota does her incantation. Yeah. Yes. So he will be before she does that. And so people are, are like, oh, it's messing up the whole story. I don't know. I think it's it'll be fine. So that's that. The other thing that they talked about is the and, and, and this is is the most blue sky thing that I think they discussed is is beyond Big Thunder, in which is the, the park that they're talking about building expansion that they're talking about building beyond where Big Thunder Mountain is right now. And they're, again, very vague details. All they said was that it's going to be on par. It'll be larger. It, it'll be a, a larger addition than New Fantasyland on par with like Pandora or Galaxy's Edge. And and that's really all they said. I, I know there's a lot of speculation that it's going to be like a villains area, but I, I, they, I don't, they didn't confirm any of that. It's just that this is this is coming and that's what they have planned. So now we all know. I mean, we sort of know after we've seen Galaxy's Edge and Pandora, that usually means, you know, you're going to get two attractions, probably one one A attraction. And then, um, you know, there'll be a smaller one and then, you know, there'll be a restaurant or a quick service and, you know, and, a, and merchandise locations. So that's likely what we're looking at. Beyond Big Thunder. So anytime there's an expansion to any any of the parks, I'm excited about. So I, I look forward to seeing what they have to say. Does anybody have any thoughts on what it might be? I don't know. They were also talking Encanto, but now if they're going to be bringing Encanto into the Animal Kingdom, I can't see them putting Encanto in two parks. Yeah, and I don't know that Encanto could handle a whole area. Right. right. Yeah. You know? Like, I like Encanto, but I don't know. I don't know that it's... It's got it's got enough juice to to yeah you know do a whole land you know. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't like my favorite movie, but it's pretty. You're hearing so much talk about Universal's third park and everything, and how mm-hmm. it's giving Disney so much competition. I kind of feel like uh, if they did a villain section, that would blow anything Universal. Oh yeah. Doing. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. And they've yes. got to know that they they have to know they're smart, they're, they're yeah. leaving money they're leaving money on the table by not doing that, you know. Um, like everybody seems to want a villains area, you know. So it's like, well, why don't you, you know? Yeah, there's been that, talk and rumors of it for so long. Like people have yeah. always been talking about it—a villains park, a fifth park. What are they going to do? I don't know if it can do a whole park, but a nice size area that would be great, and it yeah. would fit in Magic Kingdom. If you're talking about the size of the Fantasyland expansion, I think they could easily do that. And the only issue I can see is like really little kids being a little scared. You know, the Magic Kingdom's never had really anything scary in it other than, well, come to think of it, Snow White. Um, yes, Snow White. scary for kids. But, I mean, generally yeah. speaking, it's not a scary park. Even Haunted Mansion is really not that scary. You know, That villain party, scary. though, is popular. You, you know what the funny thing about this whole uh, Beyond Big Thunder Mountain is, is that last year at the D23 Expo in September of 2022, uh, at the very end of the uh, parks panel discussion, Josh DeMauro actually had some concept art. So, you know, they've talked about this before. Um, and the concept art at the time focused around Coco and Canto and Disney villains. So right. we're, we're a year later, and Disney Parks experience and products have given us nothing new. They're still talking Blue Sky. They're still talking that, you know, we have this new area that we can work on and develop. But they've had a year, and they've actually come up with less than what they gave us last year. Because last okay. year they at least gave us some artist renderings. I kind of agree with you. I will admit, and I think you guys know, I'm kind of an apologist for anything Disney does, and I usually, you know, agree with them on a lot of things. But I was at D23 last year, and when they had the announcement this year, I was like, kind of like, well, they just put that out. You know, last year, I mean, like, it's, I didn't really understand. I was actually in the middle of something the day they made all the announcements this time, so I wasn't following super closely. But I thought, did we just hear this already? So I, I agree with you this time. Yeah. Thank you. I think they know they're going to do something over there, yeah. and they don't know what yet. 
<laughs> I think that's oh, what it sure. comes down yeah. to. <laughs> so going on in Florida right now that, you know, right. I mean, they just canceled that huge office and moving, what, 20,000 people? Or sorry, two, is it 2,000 people they were moving? Over oh, yeah, California? all the Imagineers. So there's right. a lot going on right now. I think they're very much in the air with what they want to do in, in Orlando. And I know they're expanding in Disneyland. So, I mean, they've got a lot going on everywhere, not just in the U.S., but all over the place. I've got a Hatbox Ghost question here. So if they put the Hatbox Ghost in the Haunted Mansion in Disney World, does that mean that we now have a thousand Happy Haunts? Ooh. No, because they kicked one out. They kicked out one out. out. There there was an explanation. So, So that was a question. I don't remember what it was, but there is an explanation as to why he's not the 101. Yeah. There was really? Some, yeah, they had somebody come out and actually explain why. Which, oh, because they knew people like me were going to be like, wait a minute. Yes. Yes. Because now there's, it can't be 999 anymore because you're adding this guy. Yeah. He moved in. Speaking of D23, did you guys see where there's like a ball they're having next month? Did you guys see that? Yes. What is that? Like, I, I look, I love Disney. I it's don't a think royal I'm going to put on a gown. Yeah, that's what. Where who's having a ball? Some D twenty three thing. Tony sounds like he knows more about it. At D twenty three. Well, it's separate, right? It's an event. Is it at World or Land? Um. So it is the it is part of D one hundred uh, Disney one hundred. It is the D twenty three Royal Anniversary Ball. It's going to pl- take place at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. It's a hundred and ninety nine dollars per ticket. Um, and uh, it's going to be a royal ball at the Disney Studios celebrating 100 years of Disney. So that would be pretty cool because you'll probably get people like, you know, Josh Tomorrow and, and that sort of folks showing up, I would imagine. And Stamos. Is it, Stamos, is it like it? Yes. Mm. Oh, Stamos, yes. I'm in. Let's I'm go. In. I just, I'm ready. I know that John Stamos had to do that ABD, that first one, that private jet, 120000 Come on. Oh. Yeah, he was on Maybe. it. Is it an invite-only thing, or can, can anybody go? It, no, it is an invite go. if you're in D23. Yes. If you're a gold D23 member, you can get in. Are we gold D23 members, Bridget? Uh, I didn't kind of stop to that. <laughs> I would imagine. Isn't that, like, isn't that like the most beneficial membership? There's like one above and one below. I think I have the cheaper one. The sure. cheap one is free, and it does not get you... Uh, much oh, of anything. Then I have the gold one. Then, so I guess that's everybody probably. Gold gets you the magazine uh, the, uh, that uh, is mailed to you, D twenty three magazine, and and whatnot. Can you sign up now and get invited? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, if there's slots open, I'm sure it's going to be very exclusive. I, so, I'm just a little offended that yeah. I didn't get invited. Don't no, they know who I am? Be. Well, you're not well. gold. Mark, you're going to be very busy. You have to scrub the floors and clean the kitchen. And uh, if, if little Gus Gus can sew a dress for you, you can go to the ball. All right. But I, I would Bold. like to just jump back into our friends that you like. That's right. Our, our Beyond Big Thunder Mountain discussion. And the only thing that worries me about developing that whole area back there is. I think it would utilize some of the offstage area, but it would also probably mean that the Walt Disney World Railroad would probably have to close again. Okay. Oh, um, just just oh. because of where that area is. Where oh, that's are. a good point. So we just dealt with the four-year closure. I don't know how long, you know, how many years it would take to develop this whole Beyond Big Thunder Mountain area, but it might be a multi-year closure for the railroad again, so... Oh wow! I hadn't even gonna, thought about that. Yet. Gonna You're have right. to make sure I ride that when I go in January. So That's crazy. Huh. Okay. All right. So we we've covered uh, three of the four parks in Walt Disney World, and uh, the only park remaining that did not have much going on, and and that's because Galaxy's Edge uh, uh, was their last big you know bit, last big update, and that is Hollywood Studios. And uh, the news there is that Ahsoka is joining the lineup on the Star Tours. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a random adventure thing there. So, uh, she'll be, uh, she'll be joining. So that's supposed to happen in the spring of 2024. Awesome. Are you enjoying, are you enjoying the show? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, one episode behind, but it's pretty, I, I like it so far. All right. 
So there's not much news out of Disneyland. There is a new e-ticket attraction coming to Avengers Campus. It was a very nebulous, uh, ethereal announcement. They showed a ride vehicle, uh, artist rendering, you know, a conceptual drawing. It's supposed to involve the multiverse and Kang, uh, the Conqueror, and no more details than that other than the technology is supposed to be a combination of, like, Tony Stark, Hank Pym, and Wakandan technology. So you put those three groups together, and you're going to have a fun ride. Uh, that's that's about it. So I'm excited yeah. for it, and I don't even know what it is. Nobody knows yeah. what it is, but it will be good. I think they need something in that area because you go in there and you've got the one ride and then a restaurant. Yeah, well, there's so. there's there's always been the uh, addition of an e-track of, of an e-ticket attraction on the board. Um, COVID kind of derailed that. I believe the plan was to open up Avengers Campus and then two years later, the e-ticket attraction was supposed to uh, materialize. And it was originally supposed to be a Quinjet adventure that would uh, take you to the various other Avengers campuses because they have one over in Paris and they have one in Hong Kong. I'm not sure if Shanghai has one, but it was supposed to involve Avengers campuses across the globe. Um, and then I guess they scrapped that um, for whatever reason. And, and now they're going with this whole multiverse thing, which is where phases four and five of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe are taking us. Uh, eventually with the next Avengers movies, we're going to be dealing with Kang and the multiverses. So who knows what it's going to be? Yeah. All right. Nerd talk over. Um, and uh, as always, uh, Disney Cruise Line did get some press during uh, Destination D23. They did uh, announce the new name for Lighthouse Point. It is now called Disney Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. That is going to be Disney Cruise Line's second island destination. Uh, and the funny thing about this is it's not actually its own island. Uh, this is just a small section on the island of Eleuthera, uh, which is one of the Bahamian islands. It will be specific to Disney. It will be uh, where their cruise ships will stop. Uh, they're, so now they're going to have Castaway Key and Disney Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. It's supposed to be very heavily Bahamian-themed. There's going to be local artists there, and uh, it's going to have a unique uh, look at Bahamian culture. And uh, if you're environmentally friendly, it's going to be 90% solar-powered. Uh, so they're doing a lot with yeah. renewable resources and leaving a, you know, a, a very small carbon footprint and all that, love, all those buzzwords. I love uh, so, that. So that is going to open to guests on June 6th of 2024. Uh, the other big news from Destination D23 is that uh, they have named the seventh ship, uh, and that is going to be the Disney Adventure. Uh, you may recall that about a year ago, as COVID was winding down, Disney Cruise Line purchased a partially completed ship uh, at, that was at the Meyer Wharf shipyards, and uh, it was originally built uh, for an Asian destination. Uh, it had about a 9,000 guest capacity. They bought this ship that was partially finished. They've decided to finish it. This ship is going to be home ported in Singapore and will take on uh, Asian and some like Australian New Zealand routes. So that uh, that is coming and is expected to be delivered, I believe, in 2025 or 2024 because it is partially finished. Um, it might join around the same time as Disney's newest ship, uh, which was the treasure. The Disney treasure had her grand reveal online on September 5th. Um, her maiden voyage right now is scheduled for December 21st of 24. Uh, booking is now available. Uh, so if you're interested in cruising on that, you can reach out to Chris or any one of us uh, for more details. This new ship is going to uh, feature a new Coco uh, dining experience. Uh, they're bringing back the Marvel-inspired dining show. Uh, this one's supposed to have a new Spider-Man twist on it. Uh, we're going to have a Jungle Cruise-inspired uh, lounge. Uh, the Disney Wish had Star Wars. This one's going to be Jungle Cruise. Uh, and we're getting a new version of the Aqua Mouse, which will have a new show inside of it. So uh, some fun stuff coming to Disney Cruise Line. And uh, that pretty much covers all of the, uh, I'll say, U.S., uh, involvement on Destination D23. Um, all in all, I think a lot of good announcements, but still, you know, a, a lot of unknowns. And uh, I, I hope that we get some, you know, some more stuff firmed up on some of these announcements in the near future. So, Tony, do you 
think they're actually going to complete that ship and have it ready by December 23rd of next year? Uh, you know, they're shipbuilding, um, shipbuilding is a process. Uh, rarely does that process uh, go according to schedule. You know, there are many factors that come into play here. Uh, the Disney wish, you know, we know was delayed a couple of, uh, a couple of months, well, a couple of weeks actually, uh, just enough to get my cruise, uh, you know, canceled. Um, we're seeing that, uh, Virgin Voyages, uh, one of their okay. new ships has been delayed. Okay. So. Well, not just delayed, but then they canceled all kinds of itineraries on their other ships too. Well, right, because a, so, this new ship, a lot of the itineraries that the new ship was doing, they're putting the other ships to take over some of those itineraries. Yeah. So this late delivery on their ship affected their other three ships. Um, so, you know, there, there are, like I said, there are a lot of variables that come into play. If you're looking to do the maiden voyage of, of the treasure over Christmas of 2024, you know, the deposits are non-refundable. Um, but I think that, you know, you, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say if I had, if I was a betting man, I would say 80% certain that they will not make their delivery date and that they will push it back and cancel that initial sailing. And, and I, we're not going to see it until January. So I, I, I ended up booking the 28th and I did it for sentimental reasons because it's probably going to be the last time my twins can cruise as under 18 mm-hmm. and do the, you know, the kids stuff. But I'm secretly hoping they won't make it just so I can get that little perk that they <laughs> gave all the people whose cruises were canceled. Right. They were expensive. I mean, this was, although I think it was fairly comparable to what you would find on the fantasy for a seven night. I really don't feel like it was, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, these prices are insane for the treasure. But I don't really think they were that out of line, to be honest. Well, I, so. I, I, I don't I don't think the pricing's bad. Um, you know, it's it's not bargain basement rates uh, because it is Disney right. Cruise Line. So you are paying uh, for the name, for the brand. But also it's Christmas and New Year's week. Yeah. Everything is expensive those weeks. You Everything. go to the parks, you're going to pay through the nose. And cruising is the same way. You know, they know that those are very popular weeks, so they charge higher. I'm. Uh, did you like the Peter Brady I just did there? They charge higher. Uh, I did like that. Thank you. I did too. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure that if you look at a cruise on the Treasure a month later in January when all the kids are back at school, you're going to yeah. find that the pricing drops. And, yeah, you know, because some of our agents actually booked March, I think it was. One of mm-hmm. the agents that she booked March and the price was crazy. Like it was a lot lower for the same right. thing. So, right. you know, I, I agree. I And also I, I do want to say that with Disney, you have to remember that they include a lot of things that other cruise lines don't. And so that is definitely a, a, a benefit, but it does mean the price is a little higher. But I can't wait to try it out. I, I don't necessarily like, like the look. I think the concept drawings were very dark and that's not, what I'm into. I like a lighter kind of um, colors and stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I, uh, I, I did like the atrium. Uh, the atrium is inspired by uh, Agrabah and uh, the atrium characters are Jasmine and Aladdin on the magic carpet. Uh, so it, it has a very, very lush feel to it. I, I do. Mm-hmm. It is dark, but there are a lot of dark greens. So it's not that it's dark yeah. in terms of black, but it's, it's dark in terms yeah, that's of a, true. a it's dark in terms of a lushness. Um, and, and I think that part of what I thought was lacking on the wish was a real personality because everything was like so white and shimmery and, and white. sparkly. It was, it was very, yep. it was very, um, sterile, you know, and, and I think yeah. that the treasure, the color palette on the treasure is a lot, a lot more lush, a lot more inviting. Uh, so I, I did like, like that aspect a little more. Now, granted, those are, you know, uh, conceptual drawings, um, but I think that what we saw from the, the concept drawings for the Wish really turned out to represent very accurately what we saw in the Wish. The only thing I don't like about the treasure is that they they have kept the deck layout yeah. from the Wish, and you know my issues with the layout, and that's that's yep. my big my big pet peeve about that ship. I like a lot of the changes that they made. I don't like the layout. I don't like the fact that their theater only holds like 80 people as opposed to 400 yeah. that the yeah. that the fantasy and dream hold. There were a couple times we went to the theater 
when we were on it at Thanksgiving last year, me and the kids and, and you couldn't you couldn't get a seat even if you were there like twenty or thirty minutes early. Yep. So I had hoped they would actually have um you know changed that. But I think overall I'm I'm gonna be honest, I think the wish is my favorite ship. And I've I've been the only one I haven't been on is the wonder. But mm-hmm. I I really do love I love the wish. I and so I'm willing to give up. You know, you and I both like to walk at night. That's our, I'm walking right now. Um, we like to walk at night. We lost our deck four, and that wasn't yep. great. But I think, you know, what you're getting in return, that wonderful spa, for one thing, I think makes up for it. I will take the adult section. I will take the aqua mouse, and I will mm-hmm. take the uh, quick service on the pool deck. You, oh, so t- you take those and put them on the dream or the fantasy. I'm all in. Yep. All right, I, I think that brings our show to a close. I hope that you've all uh, enjoyed this look at Destination D23. I hear it's the next best thing to, to, to being there, uh, is, is listening to our show. I'm wearing a cardigan like Josh tomorrow. <laughs> Bob Iger. And that's all you need. You know, I'm actually wearing a cardigan just to be like Bob Iger during this show. Exactly. That's what you should. It's like being Mr. Rogers. That's right. Uh, he does so, like that zip-up cardigan. <laughs> I would, I would like to take this opportunity to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on most of the socials. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, and Mark, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Good night.